0: evening and welcome to the podcast There's known as The Empire Strikes Back. We are on episode 64 and we are a UK-based New York Yankees podcast. Tonight I am joined by two of my illustrious colleagues. First of all, back from a week's hiatus, you know him as Mr. New York Yankees UK, Jack Brown. How are you doing, Jack? How are you,
1: Mark? Yeah, I'm good. Um, a week off just to um, try and forget about this team and the way they've been playing. So, yeah, I'm ready to get into it again tonight.
0: Okay, and I'm also joined by the big man himself, Rob Rattray. How are you doing, Rob?
2: I'm I'm, on, I'm, I'm doing better than the team, and having not had a week off last week and, and found it such a joy to talk about the team, I'm really looking forward to a, another fucking serving of it. <laughs> yes! Okay, well then,
0: there's, the, there's the explicit tag on already. Um, <laughs> I
2: said so freaking, I'm gonna... not fucking.
0: Oh, okay. we've gone now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a question to pose for you the New York Yankees as we stand at the moment have a record of one thirty-four lost 32 so just one very squeaky victory last night away from being an even 500 record our run differential is minus 6 the question I have for you gentlemen is is this a bang average MLB team
2: was I think that's offensive to, the, yeah, I mean, uh, Bang Average, uh, at the moment, I think we aspire to Bang Average. I think the reality is, is that this is, at uh, best, this is certainly not a franchise that you would recognise. Um, I, I think if we can achieve Bang Average, we'd be doing well. The issue is, is that we're not comfortably putting teams away. When we are winning, we're winning by one. Um, when we're losing, we have the potential to lose heavily, so... Uh, yeah, no, this is this is a banger. This is if you look, if you in the times I've been following baseball, you are you, talking about some of the smaller franchises. You go, well, they're just a ticking over team. They might have a good run. This team is looking at the moment that it fits comfortably into that bracket.
1: I, I would, I would, I well, suppose if they, if they lost last night. Thirty-three and thirty-three is the definition of average, isn't it? The average, the average team. So. I, I believe they're playing about average baseball. I think that's probably the nicest way I can describe this team at the moment.
0: So let's sort of bring in, delve into this a little bit more. And I, I took some time to go through the stats, actually. So I'll, 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 re- I'll start with the good news. Okay, so pitching. And this is where we rank in all of MLB. In ERA, we are eighth. In FIP, Fielding Independent Pitching, we are sixth. In xFIP, we are eighth. In wins above replacement, we are third. That's the good news. Then we come on to the offence. In home runs, we are twelfth. In runs, anybody want to measure a guess of where we rank in the whole of MLB in runs?
2: 28. 29. Any guesses? 29, yeah,
0: 28. 29. Jack, uh, slightly better. We're 26th, but the you news know, is the much-vaunted New York Yankees offense, which was supposed to lead most of baseball, we are 26th in months. in stolen bases, we are dead last, which isn't much of a surprise given that we're not exactly we team we're not built that way. Um, the good news is we're, not jo- we're actually joint last. Uh, we're not last on our own, which is a bit of a surprise.
2: Oh, that's but nice because you do you, you do you do worry about being on your own at the bottom of stolen yeah. bases. Thing. It's, it's nice to share these things. Slightly good news in walks,
0: we rank third in walk percentage. Without,
1: uh, without Aaron Hicks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Without Aaron Hicks. In strikeout percentage, we're only 11th worst. I must have I thought we'd be worse than that. Um, in average, we are 18th. In on base percentage, we are 9th, probably buoyed up by how good we are in walks. In slugging, we are 16th. In WRC Plus, we are 15th. In war, we are 19th, all around the average. So essentially, there you have it in the, sto- is the story, is our defence is dragging our offence up so that overall we are an average team. What do you say? It's pretty
1: much where, where I think what most Yankee fans would assume that they are. You're, I think you'll trouble to find a Yankee a Yankee fan or try and claim that we're one of the top 10 12, 15 teams in the league. I think you really would. I think we've we've played that bad, being that abysmal in a lot of areas of the game. When when one thing's working, another you know, what I say the offense is working, the kitchen's not working, when the pitch is playing well, the, the offense it, it is what it is, and average is that word, I think.
2: I you know, I'm at the stage now. With, so yeah, I'm I'm at this I'm the stage with the, these guys though that you we're we're not even we, we had a nice little run earlier in the season where we had to put together a nice bit of form, but there's no there's no there's no momentum, and so when we fell behind in the first game against the Phillies in the first inning, you, you fall down, and then you fight your way back into a game like that. I was thinking this could be it, this could be, you know, th- th- this could be the start of something, and that's what I'm looking for at the moment. I want to see this lineup and go this player is going to start something. The offence is going to find some form. Something good's going to happen. Guardy seems to be finding, you know, slowly getting there. There, there. there are incremental improvements. But you just know that against quality pitching, in the AL East, above all else, that we are looking, we, we're looking weak. We are looking, we have been, it's not even the that have been found out. We're not even in the conversation very often. And the, the, What you tend to have with a large squad is that you're meant to have, if someone's having an off day, others can pick them up. It seems uncanny, (laughs) just uncanny, that they're all having an off day at the same time. And that tells me that something's fundamentally wrong in there. And so when you've got Chappie, you know that Chappie's going to blow the odd odd game and stuff like that. You know that it's going to happen towards the postseason. and these things are going to happen. It all just seems to be, you're just waiting for the next disaster to to come along or the next mistake to come along and and that's I think it just feels like that's going to be the story of this season
0: Hmm. How many New York Yankees have an OPS plus of over 100 where 100 is meant to be your average replacement player How how many do you think are over 100
1: Four
0: Bang on Jack there are four so your first question them, is, yeah. can yeah. you name
1: them? Judge? Uh, yep, yeah, easy one. A pitches is involved in this stat, they
0: are, aren't they? No, 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 it's just no? batting. Offensive. It's batting. Um, uh, Sanchez? He is. OPS plus a 114, which, considering uh, where he's come from, is a marked improvement. Guardi? Giancarlo. No, Guardi isn't. Stanton is. You've got one more to get who just sneaks over the bar with an OPS plus a 104. Geo. Geo is the man. That's right, yes. So Judge is an OPS plus a 151. He's probably going to be our lone um, all-star representative as he on the batting side. I think he'll probably get that getting quite easily. The rest, say Stanton 131, Sanchez 114, Ashela 104. The rest are all below 100, including sad to say, DJ LeMahieu, OPS plus of only 95. Mm. What's happened with DJ this year? He's just, he's just, with, with DJ,
1: you just knew last, the last few years, you'd have to worry about him. You'd have to worry about him. You knew he was going to do what he was going to do. He's going to hit 320 plus, high sort of 400 with runners in scoring position. He was going to get his singles, his doubles, the odd home run. You just knew he was just going to tick over. you going to go two for four every night. Just tick over, tick over, tick over, and I think we took that for granted at the start of the season. Used to shoot, I, know I did. I just assumed he, DJ's up around three hundred happy days. And it's only when you really look into it, you realise how bad he's been. He's looking okay, he's great. He's a shadow of it. Shadow of the player we've seen for the last two years. And what's what's going on? He just is he just coming back think- down to where he is, kind of thing.
2: I think he's found all the karaoke bars in New York and he's just developed this. He's had a personality transplant and, and, and turned into a party animal because it's it's just depressing. I mean, it's, it's depressing. And sometimes I wonder to certain players, and I think Bowers, one of those, where they perform better knowing under the pressure of a contract. And is it a question? Is it too easy to say, well, he got a new deal. So now he's comfortable. Now he's switching off. But either way, you would expect a well paid professional to be able to respond accordingly to that. It just feels that the, the cold bats are frozen and, and there's gotta be a point where you try certainly so, something, there's something different with him. And it's depressing for him because he was the, the pinnacle of the Yankee fandom that we, we adored this guy and he was always gonna, you know, always get your hits. And he, he couldn't seem further away and I don't know what the answer is, I must admit, but you assume that once you get him fixed, you then move on to the next one. But he's got to be right at the top of the conversation about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the worst signs of the day. We'll come on to the games that have uh, taken place over the last week in a minute. But against the Phillies, he came up in the ninth and hit a three-run at a tie it. And that was his second hit of the game. And I, I, I'm kind of hoping that's the spark that, that, that lights him up a little bit. Because look, he's not known for his power, but just when we needed that three-run shot, he gave us it. Okay, well, we ultimately lost the game um, in extras, but I'm hoping, praying, fingers crossed, everything that that is the the boost that he needs.
2: But we've had a couple of players have that boost. That's that's just it. We've had a couple of them, you know, finally, you know, a shell has gone cold. You know, and there just seems to be maybe it's the pessimism overwhelming me at the moment. It's quite hard not to <laughs> not to feel like that. But I want to see him do it again. I believe it when I see him do it again. Then. I believe I believe I believe that he's he's back um then because the, I just don't have that confidence I don't look at this lineup and go that's you know against any major league pitching we we're, we're going to stack up at the moment I'm just I'm just not there I really hope I'm wrong I really hope the DJ is back because then hitting lead off setting the standard's absolutely fantastic because we need to give the pitching some relief but by god I, I need to see a lot more than I've seen at the moment
0: completely agree with that. What what, what do you make of some of the recent Yankees roster moves? Um, So we we brought up Chris Gittens from AAA. um, And we have also brought up Bitten, who was on the DL for the start of the season. And we've DFA'd Mike Ford. So any observations on on those moves? Um, Gittens was,
1: they kind of had, because he was playing so well at AAA. You you can't have someone in your farms or in your sort of in your control playing that well when you need someone in his position to play well at majors. You can't just ignore that. Ford he's had a fair crack at the whip. Let's not pretend. Let's not, he's only been here for two or three games, and he's He's had a good chunk of time with this team, and just hasn't kicked on from that initial initial burst onto the scene. Britain was always going to come up. They probably pushed him maybe a week, week earlier maybe than what they probably wanted to, but they they had to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think it is is one that I think they, they they were if Ford was playing anywhere near major league standards, they wouldn't even think about bringing up But because they had no one at first place, Luke Luke Voigt down. Um, they're the, the playing DJ at first, but that means Odor's playing at second more often than probably what they wanted to. Um, so they needed a first baseman and um, it was the obvious choice from what they have in the system at the moment.
2: I remember a couple of years ago, we were we were all quite keen on Ford. I remember the girls were just, you know, and you're willing him on. It just hasn't happened for him. Just mm-hmm. hasn't happened for him. And same with Greg Bird. And there, there seems to be a bit of a problem position first It really, but you hope that he's going to build a career somewhere else. But when I saw that he'd been DFA'd, I went, oh. And that's pretty much the, the most I thought about it. I was glad to see Giddens come up. Uh, I love the fact that I think my Southern accent, uh, uh, you know, I, I hold on to it strong in Yorkshire because you can't ever go, Giddens, get your <laughs> Giddens, right, <laughs> just, <like, laughs> just like the Yanks would be doing. Um, delighted to see him get his first home run. Delighted to see him come up. I will be even happier to see Voigt back up there in first place and to see him, you know, see him not get so many plate appearances. But I think I, obviously you want to see Zach Britton back there. My concern is at what point does this team make a decision about who they want to be? Because when O'Day comes back, you know, there's there's a number of different uh, options within the bullpen that you can have those conversations. But um, a good Zach Britton, personality-wise alone, is going to be, I think, exactly what that team need. Because he's a funny dude. When you listen to stuff, he, he, walk, a, he, he walks into that bullpen, doesn't he?
1: He's, he's, a, he's, he's a leader. He's a, he was coming back no matter what, so I think that was that was a given. Um, O'Day is starting to throw a little bit more, but it is it is weird. Another one that's interesting you talk about players playing well at AAA, and you can't really it's Am, Am, Ambergi I think his name is mm-hmm. Ambergi mm-hmm. I know Eric Kratz on Twitter has been tweeting a lot about him. His stats AAA are uh, off the chart, but I just don't. See them bringing him up, even though he probably deserves that chance. I feel with that's that's where this Gardner deal kind of backfires a little bit because you can't really bring a young guy through to who is playing well. Maybe take maybe that's the kind of guy that comes up and gives his team a spark. A bit like um, when Judge and Sanchez came up, they gave this team a spark. Um, that's that's that something that they need. But they they've got Fraser. They're not going to send Fraser down. They seem quite happy with Andrew Arlo left field. They're not going to get rid of Gardner, Judge, and well Stanton's just a DH as he's shown really. But that, that's the kind of roster, the sort, the of structure of this roster that's really, really starting to annoy me a little bit.
2: And I think that makes him extremely valuable as a trade piece, though. At the end of the day, I mean, that's yeah. that's what, what, so what you're looking at there. Uh, and a shame. You want to see him make the step up with the team, you know, and he's, he's playing fantastically. I know, Um and and I, I watched him in spring training, and I've seen him in the last couple of years, and you can tell he's got he's got the, the ability to be a player. It's just that you have to accept at some point if you are if this is a team that needs to compete not only this year but next year and get the the, the prime of these players, then he's probably the first player that's going to be mentioned by a lot of teams that if you're going to go to the to the D-backs or whoever it might be that you're going to have a chat with. I'm glad he's playing well because Fraser's not worth a damn thing. And what, what are you going to get back for Fraser in a minute? You're not, you're not going to get too much as far well as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, Fraser's no. not really stepped up, which is why I think not having to play Guardy so much because uh, Fraser hasn't really kicked on. Unfortunately, defence is OK, but offensively he's not given us as much as we maybe hoped. Um Gittins, it's it's not been an easy transition. He's, he's had one hit in 17 at-bats. That came last night hit Homer. Um, so it's not been an easy transition for him. And you do think that as soon as Voigt is ready, he's probably going to be sent back down again, I think.
1: Here's, here's some of Trey, Trey Anberg's stats this year. It's only a limited game. It's only no, of 19 games. So 19 games, that's what, 69 at-bats. He's had 13 runs, 26 hits. He's had... um. Seven doubles, six home runs, twenty-five RBIs, um, and he's hitting an average of three seventy-seven. So he is OBP of four zero eight, slugging a seven three nine, OPS of one point one four seven. So he's he's that's that's the annoyance of this this roster that we've been put here. We just can't bring someone up, ride that hot streak. Give mean give him two weeks, three weeks. Ride him in, ride him whilst he's hot, and if he doesn't work out, you send him back down again. But we just we don't have the roster maneuverability to do that, which is kind of annoying.
2: Good shout yeah, good shot. Hard to disagree with that. Like I said, just assuming he's going to become a trade piece, but uh, I think as as Fraser got one more option left, doesn't he? If I, if I remember what he listened uh, listen to something this morning. Uh, he so, quite he
1: could do. I I wouldn't. No, I, don't, do. I, don't, I don't see them do, doing that because they came out. Rick mm-hmm. said he was a starting. They said left fielder at the time, but they said, but well, he's a, basically a starting piece in this in this team. So I but don't think they wide, would it, want
2: to do that to his so, psyche. And it could be that Andujar's and uh, performance has performance has made him a, a higher price. So it could well be that Andua is is the player that goes. But I think if you can improve this team, either way, you're not talking about one player going in a way. You're going to have yeah, to wrap no. an awful lot up in there.
0: So let's talk about Miguel Andua because we, we, we've mentioned him in the past and his adventures, what used to be misadventures in left field. And and Chris, who may join us shortly on the podcast, has talked about him and felt he should be given a, a crack at it. And actually the, what I've seen of him in left field, he is significantly better than he, than he was, mm. albeit that wasn't much to beat in one sense. But he is now a passable left fielder. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to win any gold gloves or anything like that. But he's not just a guy standing out there without a clue what to do. He actually knows a little bit about what, what he's doing now and actually made a really decent catch the other day. Um, I think which team was against, uh, might have been against the Phillies, but made a really good catch. He's kind of cementing a place now, maybe ahead of Frazier as the, as the sort of third, fourth outfielder.
1: I think he I think he has, Mark. I think he's jumped Frazier. I think he's, as I say, he's never going to be a gold glove. He's never going to be a Mike Trout out there. He's never going to be even, probably even a Brett Gardner out there. But he's hitting. He's just starting to pick up a little bit more. Every every series, he's just getting going. He's starting to get back to that 2018, was it 2018? Miguel Andujar so that he has in my books jumped Frazier and they're never going to jump Judge or probably even Gardner for the, for the right field and centre field but definitely Frazier for left field he's he's
2: jumped above him well Gardner There's must have getting... played sorry Gardner must have played how many more games has Gardner played so far than they would have rather he had not in all fairness I mean he's oh, about 80% more than probably they would like <laughs> he, him know, to I, be I, yeah. I, I, would, I would have said so so I think actually there is there is room for him to help. I mean, centre field is such a prime position. He's doing one well in left, but I think it's there is. I think there's a lot of room for Andrew. And I think he's been out of all of this, he's been the chink of light when you see the player that you remember from a couple of years ago who hit for fun. If yeah, if he can build it there and come back up to that, and yeah, the satisfaction of seeing him in left field is, is absolutely fantastic. I will say, in um, in Gardy's defense though, that I when, I, when I've seen some of his at-bats, he himself, he seems to be finding his way back. So that there is, I'm, I'm, <laughs> watch these straws fall from my ceiling as I just try and yeah. desperately, desperately clutch at them.
0: <laughs> I mean, Guardi's played in 55 games so far and he's hit and got batting banning average 220. Mm. Two home I mean, two, runs, one steal.
1: Yeah, about where you'd expect, really. Yeah. Um, He's what thirty-seven, is he? So he is thirty-seven. He's, yeah. he's not going to get you sort of thirty-plus stolen bases or anything like that, is he? So um yeah, he, he's he's played about eight percent more than probably what they would have liked him to. But that's down to the hip injury, and that they can't or they won't, and then even from one game in an outfield position when there's no DH. So. He, he, is, he is playing when he sort of got to.
0: So, as usual, let's take a bit of a canter through the games over the last week. And we recorded earlier last week, we recorded on a Tuesday. So that was before the um, second game in the set against the Twins on the Tuesday. And we won that 1-8-4. Um, quite a handy victory from
2: memory. Uh, yeah, we won Tuesday's and... eight, 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 8-4 and then we had... Um... Another win after that nine six, and actually, I thought we were shaping up. The twins are bad in a bad state at the moment. The twins are in a, in a, in a bad place, but yeah, they made us look good, and and that's when I, I you know you start to get excited again. <laughs> we're actually
0: seeing some offense because that was eight runs and nine runs, mm-hmm. um, and and I think prior to that series, the if a team had scored more than five runs against us, we were zero and seventeen. As this was the first time, I think, in that 9-6 game that we'd beaten a team who scored more than five against us. That was the first time. So those are two handy victories with a bit of offence. Um, and then we come to the Thursday game against the Twins, and we are 5-3 up, going into the bottom of the ninth. Mr. Automatica Evaldis Chapman on the mound, and it all goes pear-shaped very, very quickly, in about 10 pitches or so. Hmm. Did you, did you did you catch that game? I the highlights
1: and yeah, it's one of them games that you just you just weren't expecting it to happen. Click one, because it's the twins. We don't lose to the twins. Um we have just beaten them twice in a row, you something just what this team needed. Go go to the twins and, and sort of get get right there. Um for the most part of the season, the oldest chapman's been lights out, unhittable. That's that's the life of a closer, though, isn't it? I suppose yes. That's the life of a closer. You're you're gonna you're gonna when 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 you do get a save, it's old. that's what you're meant to do. Where when you blow a save, it's war, war, war kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's just one of them. It's one of them defeats. It just sucks the wind out of everything that you've kind of done in the first two games.
0: It, it was a very sort of quick um, inning as well because it went single home run, single home run, and. You know, he he was leaving sort of ninety-five mile an hour middle-in fastballs to the likes of Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson. He's probably going to end quite badly, um, and he, <laughs> yeah. because those two guys are good hitters, especially Nelson Cruz. He's 40, yes. 40, 41 years old. How how he keeps going is anybody's yeah. business, but he is so good. His eye is still there, um, and it ended very badly.
2: Um, at, what, at what point, though, do you do you go? You you want a player to go? I just haven't got my stuff tonight. I'm just not because when, when we, we have a little slack thing or we message on there, and I thought, oh, we'll go, he's on the IL then. <laughs> that it. So that 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 can be the only thing. He must be carrying something. But I don't know. You 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 guys have watched this a lot more than me. Have you ever seen where a pitch is just turned around and gone? I have not because it's such a, a high leverage situation to serve up to Donaldson the way he did. There should be alarm bells going at that. Just absolutely might 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 as well have gift wrapped to Donald. I don't. Um. I don't think, especially Chapman, would ever do that. I think he's very much a
1: like a, a showman, isn't he? He's very much the whole package of him. Is this confidence? Is this muscle? Hundred mile an hour, sweating. Yeah, you, you. I'm gonna strike you out, no matter what. I don't think you'd ever find him say, I don't have it. In his head, is probably going, he's going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, 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 mm. oh, my God, this is Altuve all over again. But he's never going to show that. He is just, I think, yeah, the I mean, mentality of a closer, isn't it?
0: I think fair play to the Twins. They obviously had a game plan against him, which was to attack him early. I mean, Chapman only threw nine pitches and gave up four runs in those nine pitches. Um, so it, it was... It was quick and it was brutal at at the end. Uh, He just never didn't get the velocity. Like you, Rob, I was concerned he's not right. There's there's an IL stink coming up here because if he was only reaching back and getting 95, when he's been throwing 101, 102 at times this season, that was a concern. But, yeah, I mean, the good news, we've got Britain back now. So if Chapman does go down, I think we've got a ready-made closer to to take the slot, if needs be. So that was the the end of the twin series. Um, was that a three one series or two two? I can't remember. I've got one of the first two game. One. Two one. Two one. Yeah. Two, two one. one. Okay. Um, we then had a day off on a Friday. A bit unusual. I think it was the first Yankees day off on a Friday mm-hmm. for a few years or something like that. And we go into the National League ballpark against the Phillies. And this for me brought out a, a very. Uh, key point, as we welcome Chris Ward to the podcast. Chris is just joining us. and Welcome, Chris. So we're just about to talk about the Phil Phillies game, Chris. Wonderful. Yeah. So- Great timing. Great timing, <laughs> what, mate. What, what I'll, the, uh, the key- I'll
3: be back later then. Cheerio.
2: <laughs>
0: the, the key thing that's brought out for me was the fact that um, there was no way the Yankees are clearly going to play John Carlos Stanton in the outfield this season. And it reminds me of the old joke about what, what do Michael Jackson and uh, Giancarlo Stanton have in common, which is both have a glove for no apparent reason? And, <laughs> I, was <laughs> why, that, I was wondering what was I mean, going <laughs> oh, I was getting worried. It, it was actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and this is to me Stanton used to play for the Miami Marlins and he was a half decent outfielder. But clearly, the Yankees made the decision now that there was absolutely no way that he's going to play any position other than DH, and so straight away we are taking out probably our prime or second prime offensive muscle in the team, which isn't exactly glowing with offensive talent at the moment, and he's relegated to effectively one pinch hit in in, in both games. And anybody got any comments as to why the Yankees other than injury, this may be refusing to play Stanton in the field?
2: No, no,
1: that's the the only reason, that, isn't it? Yeah, just, there's, <laughs> no, there's no, other there's no other reason for it. As, as, as you said, like he's, he was more than a serviceable outfielder in the mornings. You never, he never heard that they're, they weak in right field because Stanton's there. It was never the case. It was just, oh, Stanton's there's serviceable. He was never, he was never a gold glove, but he was serviceable, more than serviceable. Just now, they just, they will not take a chance on him. Pull in something in the outfield, whether it's leg muscle, arm muscle, quad, you, you, they're just not going to take their chance. And they're happy to have him sit on the bench and not play essentially for two, for, for
2: four days essentially with the two over at the side of it. And it's, it's it's infuriating because he needs the at-bats. He needs to maintain his, his swing. He's playing well, as I say totally serviceable. And you just think to yourself, well, what do they know then? What is this guy actually made of glass? Then what's what's the what's the actual? That's, thing? That well, that's that's the thing that annoys yet?
1: annoys me and a lot of other fans. Rob, is they they're not. It's okay. So they say he's a DH. He can't play the outfield because he he will get injured. He doesn't even play hundred and fifty odd games. Yeah. He still gets injured. So So why not? It's like it's like it's like pitch limits on pitchers. Oh, he's on the pitch limit. He's on the pitch limit. He can't pitch. Can't pitch. Oh, two days later he gets injured. Well, what's, what's the pitch limit doing? What's him not playing the outfield doing for his everyday play? It's not getting him 150 games a year out of him.
3: I think it's, it's, it could be even worse than that, Jack, because actually playing a position can put you in a better mindset and a better place to go and play. And you can see him quite regularly, You know, certainly last year, he was trying to get into a position where... He was fit and was able to play the outfield, wasn't he? Mm. He, he always looked like he was he was ready. Um, this year, not so much, but equally, like, yeah, it, it could definitely be a, to his detriment that he's not playing in the outfield. Yeah, and, and, and could, could be him, a long term damage to him.
1: Could him playing left field or right field actually sort of loosen him up a little bit? Is sitting there, hundred percent sitting there be. and and once every every nine goes. Is that putting more uh, so essentially warming up your muscles, and letting them get cool, and then warming them up again? Then because I think it was in the was it in the postseason last year. He was there was a video of him running up and down the line. It drew him in between innings, trying to get try yeah. loose. What I just I don't understand this sort of well. He's, he's made a glass, he's made a glass. Oh no, he's injured anyway. Why why not? What's what, what's the worst that can happen? He's going to get injured. May as well. Make most of him out and out the outfield, and get him playing in these NL the game.
3: If he does as well, like surely, they, it, I think there's a worry about the amount of money we owe him. But again, you'd have insurance if he injured himself; we'd be covered. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and play. Uh, it's the same, similar way that I feel about Judge. You know, where they where we said, oh, he, he's scared to make plays in right field. Just get, have him making him plays. Having making place A
1: 30 million, $30 million DH is an expensive.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Not being able to maneuver that DH between Judge, Sanchez, Voigt You're giving these players days off, not being able to move that DH around hamstrings you even more than they already are. I
0: love how hey. use used the word hamstrings in there, Jack. Yeah, right. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, Instantly, they played Judge at centre field in the Phillies series. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah they've done it a couple of times.
1: Yeah, yeah he, he played there. Uh, I think it was a couple of seasons ago in Toronto, I think, and then he's done it a couple of times this season. Why not? Why and why not? That's the Why not? Yeah. So, but, so in the
3: Saturday, Saturday, if they're putting him out in center field, let him make plays. Like certainly, let him make plays in right field. If if you're sticking him in center field, you've got to have confidence in him, surely.
0: So in the Saturday game, we've already alluded to the fact that going into the ninth, we were three runs down. Um, thank God for Hector Neris giving up a three run home run to DJ to make it 7-7 seven, seven in the ninth and then gut-wrenchingly and I watched this game it was quite an entertaining game actually uh, we lost again in extra inning do
1: you even get me side on that extra inning stuff
0: after failing to get a run across <coughs> in the top
1: of the tenth it's the worst thing that could happen to the Yankees team asking them to play essentially a game that they can't play they can't move runners across. They can't do it. They're not going to do it. It for what you've ever seen.
3: Yeah, it, put runners in scoring position. Our bats just disappear, and that's exactly what it is, isn't it? You have stuck a runner in scoring position. It's just that the Yankees bats just almost desert them in that that position.
0: We then come on to the Sunday game, where oh dear me. Oh. We lost seven nil. From what I can see, we were lucky to get the nil. Um, it was wasn't even close. Four hits all game. It it
1: normally you would say Nola their eight just shut us down. It's one of them games. Blah 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 blah. It was
3: just uh, and Nola's a decent trash. pitcher as well. Yeah,
1: he's it he was just trash. We get yeah, a lead off literally DJ lead offs the game with a single. And then they just absolutely shit the bed. No other way of putting it. It was just the most... Depressing. And then on the other side of it, you're watching Domingo Herman, and you're just like, piss off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what was good is because we were consistent with our swing and misses. I mean, we were... I, I thought, on, on I was watching on the Sunday, I was like, this is... This is... What a selection... Of swing and misses that we're, were this is exactly how you do it, and then you've got the winger just being absolute. We, I mean, it was just you just sat there, and um, I had to walk away. And normally, I can I can quite this is baseball is one of those sports I try and be quite placid about, and just you know, you can turn it around, and it's okay, it's not like other sports, I can just go. You know, nine innings at least. You know, we're going to get through this. I had to leave the room several times uh, because I was almightily pissed off throughout the, throughout the whole thing. It was it was embarrassing, actually. I thought it was a pro- it was a lesson, and we had the, our asses kicked.
3: I, yeah, I, yeah. We if there was a World Series for swinging and missing, Rob, we'd be all right then, yeah. wouldn't we? Oh, but there isn't. Really. The, the we, worst we part about it.
0: The worst part about it for me was. Um, I don't know if any of you know Dave Shaw, who runs the uh, the Phillies podcast, but Dave had obviously been on the beers watching the England game and he came back and did one of his video uh, post-games and Dave was effusive, shall we say. I think they had a few beers talking um, and it was a bit galling watching that as well. I had um, I had text updates from Dave.
1: As, oh. as I've turned the game off, I am still getting text updates, letting me know that the bases are loaded again. The bases God. are juiced, this and the other. God bless uh, you. I haven't, got, I haven't got the heart to tell him I'm not watching it anymore. No um, yeah, fair pay. Honestly, he wants to. He, let him enjoy it. I mean, we ain't had much to enjoy this year. Let him
3: Let him have some fun. Thanks, What's Dave. What? Love you, it's, Yanke- it's, it's the Yankees A-team now, isn't it? The Phillies. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what can you say? You just... Yeah, they they were than us. They slapped us around. This was what I
2: I that, that sixteen ones that 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 team that played though. If you if you played like that against any team in MLB or probably Korea, or probably in the Slovakian baseball league, I mean, it was just it was just infuriatingly bad. And and like I say, it was I was just all the way through going. This is genuinely, genuinely making me angry now. This is one of these. And we've got the Facebook group, and I I, I don't often participate, but I love the guys. They go on their rants, and I'm just like, now I'm being zen, I'm being cool, because you know you could always turn it around, except you know that we can't. And I worry about the game the night before. If you fight back and you win that game, that gives your season a real push. If you fight back and lose the game like we did, what does that actually do to you? And therefore, I felt Sunday night just felt inevitable to be honest with you.
0: We don't
1: have a deal yeah, on the I night. I'm sorry, sorry, Mark. I, 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 I don't normally get angry at games, but I was getting angry at that game. I, I, know, I was not happy at all.
0: So following a day off following a day off on the Monday with another game against the Blue Jays last night. And let's take a little bit of heart from this because we were 5-2 down at the end of the sixth. And we fought back and we chip away and we win this game 6-5. And John Sterling called this and he used the phrase it was a grown-up victory. And I like that. It was actually a... A tenacious win. It wasn't sparkling. We, we crumbled over the line by a run, but you know what? We scrambled over the line. And against the Phillies, we didn't show any sign of being able to recover that game. In this game, we did against a good Blue Jay side. So I'm going to take some half from that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, it's something I wasn't expecting. I respect because they, have, um, the Blue Jays, are just trounce. Boston in, in, in Fenway Park, and they've got 18 runs in one game and they slapped them around. So I was expecting them that Guerrero's on an absolute tear at the moment. Um sort of stat that there's been. Um he's uh, so since the D backs won their last road game, I think it's like they've lost you might you might be able to tell me a bit more about they they've they've lost a lot of road games in the road. They've um,
0: lost 21 and they are one yeah. away from the MLB yeah. record.
1: Since the last time the d won a road game, Vlad Guerrero hit 18 home runs. He is on an absolute tear. So I was expecting them just to come in. And I think I saw on Twitter, someone said, if first base open and you choose to pitch to Vlad Guerrero Jr. This series, someone deserves to be fired there and then. You just give him that first base all the time. But they 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 won the game. It, it, hopefully, as we've said multiple times, this could be part of those straws again. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we've had to so, carry- I mean, honest. I look at it a different way. I was I was struggling with it because the likes of Stanton, Judge, and Torres weren't hitting, and I was like, we need. I mean, don't get me wrong. We need the rest to be hitting as well. And and Sanchez starting to look a little bit like his bat's waking up. But yeah, having Judge Torres and, and Stanton just not get anywhere near the ball at all, all night, worried me a lot. Hmm. But
0: Chapman came in, I think for the first time since he blew up against the Twins, and put them away in the ninth. And we, said so we were worried about that, that Twins game with his velocity going down. Last night, it was back up again. So go figure.
2: Well, That's I think the you're the closer. It all comes down to was it Brian Hoax uh, asking Boone? Uh, did the oh, team get brilliant. used to losing? That I thought a, that was brilliant.
1: that's the that's the most angry and sort of honest I've heard Boone about the Yankees job. The thing is with Boone that winds a lot of fans up is it's almost like a robotic answer, which what that's what the Yankees want. They want essentially a robot managed team, to be yes man to be to be a sort of babysitter. In other words, that's all they want, someone just to babysit the players, make sure they get on the plane, make sure they go to the hotel, make sure they get to the ballpark, that's babysitting these players. First time I've heard him actually get annoyed, actually get angry, and sort of show a bit of personality in the job. Well, yeah, we have it's that an
0: outrageous and, uh... question to ask in one sense, isn't it? Because, no, they're not used to losing, and clearly they do care. Um, I don't know, some, some of those letter. performances
1: makes me wonder
0: oh no i I, I don't I, I honestly believe they care um, I have no I don't doubt about that it's it's just about the execution at the moment that is clearly not there and I'm glad yeah, you well, raised that one Rob
2: yeah well a journalist has to reflect the mood of the people because they have to reflect you know they have to make sure people read their stuff and I thought what hope did is actually in that question represent the fact because very often these journalists they ask very vanilla questions because they know they're going to get a vanilla answer back it is and you know that they're going to they're going to thank their God and they're all in this together and it's all just the same old fluff and I thought it was quite a nice thing to actually do I'm not saying that's the reason things picked up but I think it's it's that scrutiny that this team needed just that 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 you, if you you refer to those the phone ins you listen to the past where everyone just goes absolutely nuts down the phone, I thought Hope did a fine a fine job with that. And they had a little laugh about it after this game that you know they get, get used to get used to winning. So it's obviously that the, the tension gone from there. But between that and Cashman's performance, I don't know as a fan myself, I just want to hear I want to hear anger. You know that's why the savages on the on the, the Bucks. You know that that was. That was the the, the savages thing really caught fire because that's what people want from their team in particular.
1: Well I, I I tweeted out on on after the Sunday game or even midway through the Sunday game. You'll know if how how, especially how, maybe not Brian, but how watches baseball day in, day out. Because if he's not upset and angry about the way this team is playing, he he's not watching it. He's not watching the product. He's not watching the game from the sort of from the first and the last. Um, they they can't they couldn't keep going when LeBron came out and said that basically they were going to be buyers in the deadline they're not gonna they're gonna do whatever they can and I think he might have even said if he needs to go past two ten he can there's no sort of no you are not whether he he's actually done the truth there or not but it's just this you just want something you just want something to change something had to change and. Uh, Chris said, are you un- unhappy about Stanton and Torres and Judge not hitting? I'll take a win any way I can get a win right now. I don't care who's hitting. Really don't, as long as someone's hitting.
0: So we've got a little um, chat group going. And Jack, you're the face of New York Yankees in the UK in terms of the Twitter accounts. And you yeah. you wrote something, and I quote, I mm-hmm. hate this team. Will you mean that figuratively or literally?
2: Um, and what was the reason behind
0: it? Apart from the fact that we were losing, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so there's was- there's the,
1: the, 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 the two different. There's, so you can there's no likability about this team. There's no there's nothing I like. like. Go back a few seasons ago, you've got Mabin, you've got um, Torres, you've got Didi, you've got all these person. You just you like them. You genuinely kind of say, oh yeah, I'd, I'd like him. You know what I mean, I, this team, I just there's nothing enjoyable. About watching this team. When when we win, we do it in a way that's just sort of like, meh, we won. When we lose, we do it in a way that gets you angry, gets you frustrated. And I just hate the way that this team has been constructed and seems to have just been put upon us. And that's that's
3: what I meant really. So just- well, you're that you're very done. entitled then, Jack, aren't you? You're a very entitled person. You should. Yeah. Why is that? You, you're not allowed to have that kind of opinion around here. Because you're a Yankees fan, it means you're an entitled yeah, Yankees yeah, fan.
1: Yeah, entitled. Yeah, yeah um, I have. Yeah, I, I, I am entitled. I am entitled to hate this team as much as anyone. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it's it just frustrates me that there's there's a way of of playing the game, and isn't it?
3: Yeah, it, it, you want to see the enjoyment in the game, don't you? And it's um, it, it's difficult you can, you can to lose right
1: games. Now. You can lose games by all means. There's there's no entitlement to winning. Well, I'm not saying we have to win with the Yankees. We must win. Blah 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 blah. You can enjoy a game and still lose it. And we're just not. There's nothing. There's just no fun in this team. It's all very formatted. Very kind of. Yeah. You know, well, we predicted this. Uh, we we are well aware. I just oh, bore me, bore me, bore me. let we, we, We've game. got
2: we've got to do better. We've got to do it. We've got to be better. We've got to do better. Yeah. We're, yeah. I'm yeah. Well done. Boring. Yeah. Well done. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> even,
1: I don't even listen
2: to great work. Press great work. Great work. Great yeah. work.
1: Formatted answers written down on the sheet that he says, and he can put this answer to this question, to that question. this great. Pick and choose what
2: answer you want to put to it. The... the thing is that when you're swinging and missing so much, when you're, you're slow between the bases, when you, uh, give, you know, have, 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 you know Chapman serving up meatballs on on occasion, it's going to take away the fun from the game. But the swing and misses for me, I, I can't stand that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, gets, it's getting on my tip big style now. That really, really is. But it is the fact is, I find them quite dull because the lack like of variety or whether it's now. I won't go as far as to say um, I hate this team right now. But what I will say is, I hate watching this team. Right, now. I I don't go. This this is the first year I've going oh, yeah, I'm not going, great, I'm going to settle down and watch somebody, I'm doing it. And, and if, if anyone was to sit alongside me and watch me watch these games, they'd go, what the what? what are you doing to, this to yourself for? Because of these footballs over in 90 minutes, you know, what, what the hell are you putting yourself through this agony? Because you just know. Now, I think I'm amplified because they haven't had a runner form. And, and I think it would take for me to believe again, a good couple of back-to-back series wins and but that feels like a hell of a long way away. That's that's why uh, I, I get your point, Jack, because it, it doesn't feel like it's around the corner. I know we won last night. Are you telling me tonight that we're going to go, we're going to win? You're confident that we're going to go and beat the Blue Jays? No, Charles, not for me. Anyway, you know, I hope we do. Really, really hope we do. But it doesn't feel like it's coming. And if it does, it will be a big surprise. And maybe I'll enjoy it all the more. Winning now. helps, it certainly does.
0: So when we did our predictions last week, we actually all were fell unanimous that we'd end up with a three and three record. And lo and behold, we ended up with a three and three record. So on the back about for all of us last week, we all got it right. Um, looking forward to what we've got before the next podcast, we've got two games against the Blue Jays in Buffalo. That's a small ballpark, by the way. Um, if you saw this, the home run that Sanchez hit last night, it was in the car park. Um, Two games against the Blue Jays. Then we're at home. We've got a three game set against a decent A's side. And then we've got one against the Royals, which I assume that's a three game set as well. But that's the first game of that. So we've got six games two Blue Jays, three A's, one Royals. Your predictions, please, gentlemen.
3: You're not going to like this. Two and four. I'm going to go three. I see three us again. picking up a. I, I see us picking up a win tonight from the Blue Jays game, but I don't see us winning any more than that. I see us maybe scraping a win. One of the three in Oakland. It's in Yankee Stadium. And, sorry, yeah. Is, okay, against Oakland, and yeah, even even if it is at Yankee Stadium, and I think we'll lose to the Royals in the first game of that series too. Two and four from Chris, Rob?
2: Yeah, three and three for me. So I can see us... Uh, I'm going I'm to be hopeful that we can... I'm, I'm going to blindly hope that we can win this series because of the small ballpark against Toronto, but knowing that that's fantasy land. But I am a guy who j- I just have to believe. The A's are a seriously, seriously good team. I can see us losing that one 2-1 one, and then winning the first game against the Royals. Is that 3-3? Three three? Is that my maths right? That sounds about right. What the hell? Let's yeah, 3-3. Yeah.
0: Jack?
1: Um, I'm going to go 4-2 and two just to be the total opposite to Chris. Normia. Um, Do it. I'm, I'm going... There's I'm a first. Win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say we're going to win tonight. Cole on the mound, you've got him.
3: why not that's not opposite is it that's just agreeing with me come on but then I'm
1: going to see us winning two of the three against Oakland and then the one against Kansas opening day or the opening game sorry yeah four and two why not let's go for it
3: just to be really clear I'm really happy to be wrong yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to agree 100% with Jack. That was what I'd had in mind as well, four and two. I don't know why. Um, I just think one each against the Blue Jays, I can see us winning two against the A's, hopeful, albeit Matt Olson worries me. Big left-handed power first baseman must be eyeing up that short port quite nicely. Um, so that he, he worries me a bit. Um, and then I'm hopeful, I think, with the way they Games come around. with Cole on the mound against Kansas City again. So I'll go four and two. So we drawing to an end. Um, Rob, you've got some uh, things coming up, haven't you? Some more podcasts that we can uh, look forward to. You've got one tomorrow that you're recording. Well, you?
2: yeah so, so tomorrow we're interviewing Marty Appel. And we're going to be doing a special on George Steinbrenner because all the things I've heard about this season is the boss would have put up with this. As you guys well know, um, I read an awful lot of books and I've just I uh, finished recently one of the books that uh, Chris uh, kindly passed on to me in a lot of. Because I wasn't a fan at that particular time and Marty worked for George Steinbrenner, I thought it would be quite an interesting thing to get inside what the man was actually like from his point of view. So I'm really looking forward to that chat tomorrow afternoon. And I've got a couple of other ideas. I think we'd like to do one on, on a couple of the minor league teams on the new ones, on the on the Renegades and the Patriots and learn a little bit more about those as well. So they, they, they might be quite interesting things to do.
0: Good stuff. Um, Jack, where can people find you in, uh, in your recordings when you're not hating the team that much? Yeah, well, it would be at my Yankees, UK, UK. Um
1: yeah unfortunately it's not very positive over there at the moment but um once the team starts playing better you'll get more positive jack
0: okay but you're reflecting the uh the views of the fans though jack and so that's fair enough I try chris, where, I try where can people reach you chris and what are you up to with uh with guilford or the ladies team that you're running at the moment
3: uh i'm just helping with the ladies team they're, they're doing all the hard work um The the ladies' teams, the Bells, you can find them at Bells Baseball and follow them. Um, They're doing incredibly well. We're playing, I think, next Saturday up in Sheffield and then the week after in Slough at uh, the home of baseball, Farnham Park in the UK. That'll be fun. Um, So that's at Bells Baseball. You can find me at Free Rain UK or you can follow the Guildford teams at at Guildford Mavs. And, uh, yeah, we have a group of... 14 to 19 year olds uh, currently tearing it up in uh, in the adult divisions down there, which is which is really <laughs> fun to watch. Um, so I'm I'm really enjoying that, and they're enjoying it too. So uh, yeah, we're having a good season. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm my baseball doesn't just sort of stick in Yankee Land. It it sticks in some other places as well. So baseball is pretty much like uh, a seven day a week job for me, and, and I'm very gra- grateful for the distraction at the moment for, for, for some of the Yankees games, that's for sure. Uh, interested that we didn't talk much about, and, and maybe I missed it at the beginning, we didn't talk much about sticky balls or anything like that. We
0: didn't. No, we haven't, no. Really haven't
3: covered that. I think
0: We didn't cover that. I think that's probably one for next week. We kind of touched on it a little bit last week, as you know, um, but this week we kind of just touched on just pretty much specific to Yankees, but maybe in forthcoming podcast we can look at some of the wider issues and certainly the uh sticky substances is becoming more to the fore
2: um, i think in uh, i think this in this weather there's enough sticky balls going on i think we'll uh, <laughs> just wait for it <laughs> we'll wait to deal with it another time but yeah rob, we, we... <laughs>
0: what was your twitter handle again rob in case people don't know it
2: yeah at robberati uh and i'm begging around on the facebook group as well
0: Okay, and mine is very imaginatively at Mark Blakemore. I think we will draw it to a close tonight, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time, as always. And to all of you, a very good night. And let's go Yankees. Good evening and welcome to I forgot the name of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, this is going to be a fun one, Ted. Oh then, wow, this it? is. So, a... <laughs> also, I said it was the sure, podcast. Hold on. Should we should we should we start from, from the top? Maybe. Do you think we should oh, do a yeah. <laughs> No,
1: no, no. Oh, I from... would be so tempting to lead down stuff maybe okay <laughs> maybe All maybe, right.
2: maybe Sorry, I I at the end there's a little as treat for everyone at the end
1: yeah, yeah if someone's watched they
2: listen to it they know that at the end though
1: yeah 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 <laughs>